0: There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device every day. They release a new episode that investigates the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers, and you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers.
1: To get started, find and
0: download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device.
1: It's a good show.
0: I just pressed record, so watch what you say. <laughs> no more shit talking, uh <laughs> old celebrities. Oh right. Um Thank you for doing this. Thank uh pleasure. I'm here with my friend Justine Bateman, who I've only met in person, I think, once other than this, right? When I did your <laughs> short film.
1: Is that right? You probably have been right.
0: internet friends for a long time.
1: You're probably right.
0: But yeah, I think going back to Tumblr.
1: That's so funny.
0: Which, I don't, have you, when was the last time you even checked Tumblr?
1: Well, I use Tumblr for a number of my sites, like, um, for the two film Oh, they're stores. connected for, to Tumblr. I use the Tumblr platform. But no, as far as going, checking the feed and being part of that world, it's unfortunate. But post, I think I was on there, stayed on there like a few months after the Yahoo sale. And then it just started going of shit
0: it did i stopped because of instagram and i was like mm-hmm. oh this is better for my photos
1: right oh yeah you're such a good photographer well thank you i hope you'll do a book someday
0: i'm I trying to figure will. out how to do that right now i don't know how to do anything on my own yeah i like booking a job where someone e- emails me where to go tomorrow morning and i go and they Give me food and tell me what to say and where to stand, and then I go home and get paid. I don't like having to figure shit out on my own.
1: So you're you're not gonna be a producer?
0: Never. I could never do it.
1: How about planning parties?
0: Nope. <laughs> no. no.
1: You're 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 purely an an invitee, yeah. not an inviter.
0: Yeah. I'll invite people, but it it is literally like if I'm like my 50th birthday is coming up and right now it's like six months away and I'm going, I should plan something huge. (laughs) I should do a big show at Largo and and then I can show my photo because I have a ton of photos from Largo. I could do like a a showing of my photos out in the courtyard at Largo and then do a show with all the people from the photos. And I know I'm never going to. Make that happen. But in that
1: case, what if you proposed that to Largo and then had them plan it?
0: Yeah, I'd still have to make phone calls.
1: <laughs> ah, all right. Got it.
0: That's why I don't do stand-up that much anymore either. I wait for people to call me. Yeah. Instead of... I I know people that are hustling, comedians, who are hu- hustling constantly. Uh, I should take a photo of that. But I know people who are hustling constantly and just always on the phone and emailing and I just wake up and I'm just like, I, gotta, I should, <laughs> but I'm just gonna and then i'll I'll grab my camera, I take it everywhere I go, and I go out and take photos, and then it's easier it's easier for me to upload them to Instagram and then have instant gratification as opposed to uploading them onto my computer at a full resolution and then editing them and then figuring out." Which ones sh- should I put in the so book?
1: Like, you're like a one or two step oh, guy.
0: I love Instagram.
1: If there's anything more than two steps, you yeah. got it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think you're like the typical, you're the typical Artist. app user, user. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if there's anything that takes more than two steps to get to, you, you've you're kind of you've kind of lost the user.
0: Yeah. If if it's complicated. Like I tried to make a website just for my um, photos because I want I desperately want to be in the Sony Alpha Collective, which is a group of photographers that are basically sponsored by Sony. And they go on trips to. Yeah, yeah. They go on trips to like Big Sur or uh, Kenya or something. And it's just all these photographers using Sony products, which all it's all I use is Sony. And um, they said to uh, submit yourself to become part of the Sony Collective, um, go to our website and fill out this questionnaire. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this because I love their photography gear so much. Yeah. And I went and uh, was filling it all out fine. And it, it's like, uh, send a link to your portfolio
1: there's the third step
0: there's the step where it's
1: you did two steps. send
0: a link to your portfolio and I'm like I don't have like a website I should have a photography website and so I uh, got a domain name and did um, Squarespace who's advertised on everybody's podcast easy make your fucking (laughs) website through Squarespace and Opened up Squarespace and was like, this is too difficult for me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: Too many steps.
0: I can hire someone to do it. I should hire someone.
1: Or you just have an Instagram account that's just your photography.
0: Well, I can't do that because they say list your social networking. Like they have a slot to put in your Instagram account. And so then there's a separate thing for your portfolio.
1: Tumblr has really easy templates. They have different templates. They really do. They have a lot. I of I thought great it was
0: just the same vertical layout.
1: No, they've got a great. They've got great photography templates. A lot of them are free.
0: Jesus Christ! Well, I'm not beyond. Maybe after I'm we not record this, paying. I'll
1: take you through it.
0: Um, really? Yeah. Okay. Why not? <laughs> how, do we get, how do we get this to my mental health as part of this podcast? <laughs> it's not even my mental health. It's. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, we're internet friends. Yeah. But I did your short film, Five Minutes, which will be on...
1: October 1st on Amazon Prime. I'm That's so like a week. I know. I'm so excited for everyone to finally see it. Did the Made the rounds of... I think it went to like uh, eight or nine film festivals. Yeah. Including Tribeca and Toronto. So yeah. So I'm really excited for it's everybody really good to finally too. see it.
0: And it was super fun.
1: And you were so good in it. Thank you. I mean, people will get what I'm about to say after they see the short, but I couldn't have anyone be funny in it because it would have tipped the joke. So yeah. if you stick around for the credits, you will see right, a right. bunch of funny stuff that Steve was doing.
0: Um, It's so good. And I got to work with a lot of people that I love and like Ray Don Chung, who I have been a huge fucking fan of for forever and was so awesome. Uh, Rob Benedict as well. Everyone was great.
1: Yeah, it was a good group of people. And that was
0: the first time I ever met you in person.
1: I know, I guess that's true. It, yeah.
0: And we also live super close to you. I won't give right. away your location, well, but, this is, but then, we live Then close we'll have to, to make you. this
1: more more yeah. frequent.
0: Um, but I, I hit you up and was like, hey, and another thing I hate doing is asking people to do my podcast. Well, you
1: know, Rob Benedict had just done your podcast. I mean, yeah. he was. I was talking with him and he said that he'd just done this. And I was like, oh, really? That sounds yeah. so great.
0: He talked about a stroke.
1: Wow, I oh, know he told me about that story.
0: That is insane. Yeah. Um but yeah, so Rob's done it. Um <laughs> and so you had texted me or you DM'd me on Instagram about <laughs> some idiocy that I had posted or something in my stories. And I was like, I'm just gonna ask her, hey, would you wanna do this? <laughs> medical That's the other thing is I have to ask people if they have medical issues. Uh-huh. It's. I had another podcast where it was just me shooting the shit, which would have been way easier. But now I have to ask people, hey, do you have anything fucked up that's happened in your life? <laughs> like, hey, Rob, you had a stroke. <laughs> I want to exploit your... The worst is, like, people with cancer, though. I don't want... I don't... I can't just say, hey, you had cancer. You want to do my
1: podcast? Would do do you take out an ad, like... Anybody who's sick want to come on?
0: I should have a producer doing doing the bookings <laughs> for me.
1: <laughs> well, I don't have. I mean, let's see. I've had my appendix burst once, but that was a long time ago. Just once. Yeah, it only has to happen. I, it can once. only happen I learned, once. I yeah, think. because then they then then it's gone.
0: How old were you? you? Can
1: only have one.
0: I had my blowout. appendix out.
1: You can only have one bursting, though, because then, then, then that... Because then it's
0: gone. Then they, it's, they take it it's, out it's regardless. It's
1: trash. They won't repair it, and then so you can have another I don't think out.
0: they can repair it. No, I think they... It's a, mine it, didn't. It, they took mine out, and it hadn't burst. They were just afraid it was about to.
1: Jesus. I hope they didn't do that on too many other things in your body. <laughs>
0: no. No, <laughs> although there's a, a Pull whole... a tooth,
1: because like it could get a cavity someday.
0: I have a whole slew of issues that, like like, oh. vertigo
1: i okay
0: i've had vertigo for my whole there. life oh, you're kidding how do you manage that i just it's been so long now that i just know how to deal with it like it's not it sucks but it's it's just like if you have a a, a, a limp and all yeah, of a sudden you're just like you oh, i guess it. i'm limping from now on
1: i do have a tooth thing tooth story though yeah. do you want the tooth story yeah okay I, for a very long time, really, really liked candy, and yeah. I have had very few cavities in my life. Really, and so I continued to have few cavities. And when I was going to UCLA, you know, I started there as a freshman in 2012, and I had like a little, little coin purse full of candy. Like what would... kind of candy? Like I mean, anything? Was...
0: Like Smarties?
1: First, it was Spree. I, I would go in. It would. I'd, There'd be trends. Yeah. The first, it was sprees. Those are great. And then it and then it went into um, these little ducks that are sort of chalky inside and candy coating on the outside, like a spree, but only had a mild pineapple taste, and versus the the sour spree. Yeah. Okay, I'm drilling down a little too far, and I would get them at CandyWarehouse.com. I'd buy like five pound bags. Five pounds. And then repeat the order. Over and over and over and over again. So I would have enough of these because I was I was majoring in computer science and it was you know you're like coding you gotta like focus and yeah anything. and also I didn't want to take the time out from studying and go go walk down to go have lunch and so like the candy like. Got me through the day. No really?
0: caffeine. It was just sugar.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't had coffee in, in a while. So just oh, sugar. Oh, man. And I went... So during my four years at UCLA, I went to the dentist regularly. I think I had one cavity that whole time. And I was, Amazing. Like, I was like, my teeth are bionic. This is great. Yeah. Right? I just kept doing it. The day... Or just after I graduated, so 2016, I go from a regular dentist appointment. And he takes x-rays. And he goes... <laughs> he goes... <laughs> I have some bad news for you. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you have 11 cavities. Whoa! And I said, come on. I said, you're joking. (laughs) I said, are you playing a joke on me right now? He goes, no, I'm not. I was like, wait, what?
0: 11 cavities. I said,
1: how did they just...
0: That's a third of your teeth.
1: (laughs) Now, some of them were like... You know, a little bit, well, like the same, you know, between two teeth, right? So you got a little bit on the side of one tooth and a little bit on the side of the other tooth. So some of those were two furs, right? Yeah. So let's say half of those were two (laughs) furs. So maybe I only have six cavities, but some of them are a little bit on.
0: That's (laughs) still bonkers.
1: I had a standing appointment. So I I quit candy, like cold turkey right there. And then I, um, I had like a standing appointment with them every three weeks. For Fillings. I think like four or five appointments to because he didn't want to do them all at once, obviously.
0: And this is like 2012.
1: No, this is it. Took between 2012 and 2013, I would just bathe my teeth in sugar all you got that day. many
0: cavities in a year. Are you no, sure? no
1: 2012 to 2014. I think oh. when he when I had the checkup before, they just didn't show up really. Maybe they were, they were spots so he was gonna watch. But it was the then, same dentist. Same dentist. But then it was like there were like two that like definitely were cavities had to go and the others were like these are small cavities but they got to be done they got to be dealt it, right? with or they're just going to get bigger and then you know let's just do them right now.
0: For th- every 3 weeks.
1: Yeah, I went every 3 weeks. <laughs> and I got my teeth drilled. Yeah, I mean, after the, I was like, okay, well, this will be no big deal. I mean, thank God we have dentists and we have novocaine and it'll be fine. But then after like the second one, I was, you started, like, I was like, okay. Did you start
0: putting them off going, oh, I no, can't go I, next week. You
1: know what? Well, I did that only once. But I was like, okay, so that's, so now we've, we've tackled six or four, or, you know, something like that. Yeah. I was like, uh, and and then it dawned on me how many more times I had to go back.
0: That's a lot.
1: <laughs> so, if you're going to eat candy for anyone who's interested, uh, just rinse your mouth out after. Don't let the sugar just bathe your teeth. Like, rinse your mouth out.
0: My dentist said the same thing, because I go, I, I don't have a candy thing. I don't even like candy. My thing is, all well, I like cookies, but like soda and well, coffee. Well, that's the
1: same kind of, it'll and just I, bathe I, your teeth. You just got to... Yeah, I told say, my dentist, I go,
0: because I have really bad teeth and i think it's genetic but uh i was like yeah i know my teeth are bad i go i drink a lot of soda i should stop she goes you don't have to stop drinking soda she goes drink a soda and then chase it with some water and rinse your mouth out exactly and you're fine yeah. you have like you have like seven or eight minutes before it starts to yeah way. i was i was
1: just like i was just like hardcore bathing you know, teeth bathing in sugar all day for four years. So, if anyone's trying to get eleven cavities over the course of four years, that's a that it's a tried and true method right there.
0: And you were you always into candy, or was it just like when you started I've college?
1: Always in, yeah, I've always liked candy, but it, when I was in college, that's when it, that's when it became you know absolutely regular. I never. Pretty much the main. The main element in my diet, I would say, because I was just studying so much.
0: I've never had an issue with candy. I never, you can have a bowl of every candy in front of me and I would not be into it. But if you had cookies out there, they would not last for 10 (laughs) minutes or pie.
1: I I think for me now, it's just nuts. Like I've always loved nuts. So if there's a bowl (laughs) of nuts there, like I have to have one. I have to.
0: I have a tooth right now that I need to have pulled. Um
1: do you have, a have a dentist? I
0: have a great dentist good. Just, just right down the hill. But um I had a root canal um a while of, like in the spring. No, was it like might even been last. I don't remember. I am bad with time, but I had a root canal and then um uh, the they the, it was and it was after a whole year of dental work. So by the time I got to the root canal, um, I had used up all my SAG dental coverage. Ugh, SAG yeah. does not have the best dental coverage.
1: Nobody does. No, I talked to somebody who's like a an insurance broker. so yeah. She was familiar with all the plans and she was like, "There, it they just doesn't Nobody. exist. She said, if you could get on the SAG one, which I wasn't at the time. Yeah. She was like, you're in good shape.
0: Yeah, I guess it would help if I just took care of my teeth <laughs> too. <laughs> it's probably fine. But I had used up all my coverage and it was like, August. This was last year. Uh-huh. It was August. And so they did the root canal and then they put on a temporary crown. And the doctor said, Come back in and, in three weeks and we'll have your permanent to put on. And then I found <laughs> out that I had no more coverage. And they're like, Yeah, it's going to be like $1,200. In my head, I was like, I'll just wait till January yeah. when my insurance resets. No problem. I come back in January and they're like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, I decided to wait so I didn't have to pay out of pocket. And they're like, well, let's have a look. And they look and they're like, we have to pull your tooth out now.
1: Oh, shit.
0: you got a root canal. And now we just have to pull out the tooth, do a bone graph, put in an implant. Because you thought waiting three more months would make because it Because it was just
1: exposed to bacteria. Cause it didn't have, it really, didn't it was have just, enough yeah, coverage.
0: the, the, the temporary crown is just like chalky and like, it's only supposed to last for a few weeks. And, um, I got fucked. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I had three years ago, my dad was dying and I took basically a year off of work. I passed on everything that was offered to me so I could spend time
1: yeah.
0: with my dad, which I do not regret at all. But in that year of no work, I lost my insurance. Right. So then I spent the whole next year without insurance. Um, but working to just get Just working it. to get so insurance, which, which I got the next year. But in that year, I f- destroyed my teeth. Like, that's when they went bad. And then it's just been trying to play catch up.
1: Man. And imagine people who just don't don't even have that no. option to, like... Go do some acting work so that the insurance yeah. ramps up again.
0: Yeah, no. There's another thing. I'm gonna check this email that you sent me, this DM that you sent me, because you had great topics. Oh yeah. I was like, hey, um have you had any weird medical shit? <laughs> you're like, no. We could that talk you're about to
1: discuss. <laughs>
0: oh, you said something about physical therapy. You continue to do physical therapy for shit that's been fixed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do. Okay, so my... uh, With the exception of having that burst appendix... What else? I put my hand through glass once by accident and and had to have some nerve... uh, Like
0: just through a window?
1: Yeah, it was like the... It was one of those doors where it's wood on the bottom half and then like... Twelve or nine glass panes in the top part. Oh yeah. So I just turned the knob with my right hand and pushed with my left, but I, I was pushed pushing on the, the glass, glass and the glass was old, and so my hand just went through. It. So with the exception of that and the burst appendix, I haven't really I haven't really had any I haven't had any medical things, but I do have uh, overuse uh, occasions on my body like my knees or my shoulder. You know, I had frozen shoulder once. Oh, wow. That's, that's a
0: medical thing. Yeah, How do you but get not a frozen like procedures. shoulder?
1: procedures? Uh, well, in my case, uh, overuse. Um, what else? I had a back thing that was just overuse. Um, and of course, everybody's <laughs> got the um, <laughs> you overuse your the, back. Uh, the smartphone thumb. Oh, scroller's thumb. thumb. Overuse. Yeah. yeah. And so, overuse um, the means by which they fix overuse problems. Most of the time is physical therapy, yeah. so and I love that. I, I want to fix it. I don't want to, I don't want to have to st- surgery if I don't have to, and I don't want to have medication for anything if I don't have to. You know, you want to preemptively wanna take, take care fix it. of it. Yeah. I want it to get fixed. Yeah. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, frozen shoulder was overuse of me being in the driver's seat, reaching back to the back seat. And either this is when my kids were smaller. Oh, yeah, so yeah. fixing them in their seat or handing them something or taking something from them over and over and over again, my right, my right arm. And then one day I was like putting something, you know, on that was too, that was like a tight, like a jog bar or something like that. Right. And I just, I just felt like this sharp pain in my shoulder and I was like, oh shit. So I went, I put some ice on it. I just, like, sat there with ice on it for a long time. And then I couldn't really lift it above shoulder height. I couldn't lift my... And
0: it stayed like that.
1: Oh, my God. And and to, to go any further up than that was really hurt. So I think had that, that was a shot, you know... I forget. I think it's cortisone, cortisone or something. Yeah. So a shot into the bursa sac and then, you know, and then physical therapy, which I still do now because I am I don't want it... I don't want anything like that to reoccur, which I... I may possibly be setting myself up for reuse or for an overuse injury by doing the physical therapy itself. What's the physical what
0: therapy for your it's shoulder? It's just
1: like with those stretchy bands. Oh, yeah. Um, and then for the knees, I do a physical therapy thing for them. Oh, you want to hear a funny thing. So the physical therapy thing for my knees was ages ago, right? And what they would do is they put weights around your ankles and you would be in seated position or maybe you're back on your elbows and you lift your leg you're doing leg lifts right yeah yeah and the different types of them but anyway that's that's what you're doing so then i go i was talking to somebody about um about a back issue or or something else with my with my knees there was something and I, i wanted to ask a question so i went to a doctor and and then i said oh you know just so you know i keep doing those physical therapy exercises for the knees and he goes, <laughs> he, goes he goes, when when was that issue back and i was like oh it was probably you know i named the year you know and he goes i
0: named the year
1: well i you know i Not mean the i come month.
0: Like, yeah yeah it's it's i came up year. like you know
1: oh yeah yeah because it was ages ago and he goes yeah um since then we've we've discovered that that particular exercise, no, doesn't really help that issue. And I was like, what?
0: Do you feel like it did help you, though? Well, I Psychosomatically, at least?
1: Perhaps. Yeah. I think it makes my legs look good. So I just keep doing it. But now I, these other, exercise. he's like, no, no, he's like, now we've discovered that squats are really the thing. And it reminds me of that thing when I, when I had my first pregnancy, I remember there were people talking about. Um, you know, there were studies like you shouldn't eat. There was, there were certain foods they were saying, this is bad oh, for yeah. pregnancy. And you know, I'm like, oh, all right, well I want to do the right thing. Right. So I avoided those foods. And then when I had my second pregnancy, some study came out, a new study came out yeah. that disproved one of those other things. Yeah. And I went, Oh fuck this. That's this all the all time. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. That's it the first time It used to be babies realized. have
0: to sleep on their exactly. stomach That's or the back. the first
1: time I realized that, you know, Whatever you think, based on a study, whatever you think is like the solution to your problem is one study away from being disproved. So yeah, just yeah. Do for what, sure. Do what seems to give you a good result, and that's how you know. Yeah. Right?
0: Patton had a really funny bit on one of his albums about taking his baby to uh, his parents, and do you make them sleep on their stomachs now? Or it used to oh, be their whatever, back. What's the new thing? Whatever it was, he, he he puts the baby in the crib and his mom's like, oh, well, you should have him on her back or stomach. And he's like, oh, no, there's a new study that says that's wrong. She's <laughs> like, well, we raised you. We th- slept. You slept on your back and you turned out fine. And he's like, uh, no, I didn't. I'm a fucking comedian who tells dick jokes <laughs> for a living. I'm not fine.
1: <laughs> what about when I got my first? Uh you know i was getting like the gear for the kid and stuff and i asked my mom well, what did you use you know when we were in the back seat like was there like yeah what was the what was that version of oh. a of a baby seat and she was like nothing oh we just laid you down in the back seat i was like ah
0: yeah not even with the seat belt
1: well i think that was pre-seat belts. yeah oh I mean, my
0: god there weren't even. I am shoulders.
1: seventy-five years old, you know. There were no seatbelts. <laughs> no, you're not the. There was no. There was no speed limit. I'm kidding.
0: No, I add. Well, think if there were seatbelts,
1: I don't know the year they started seatbelts. So I, I take it back. If there were seatbelts, nobody used them. So but I don't think there were always
0: seat. shoulder straps. I think it no, used they were to be lap. Yeah, lap, definitely lap. Lap belts.
1: And I, I guess we just like rolled around in the back seat as they went around the turns.
0: Oh, I remember as a kid, we never had car seat. No, never. I never had a car seat. We would be climbing from front seat to back seat. Yeah, nobody
1: wore nobody ever wore a seatbelt, especially not the back seat. What do you need a seatbelt for? You've got Sticking the front our heads sloppy.
0: out the windows.
1: Oh, how about sitting in the way back of a station wagon? The best. Yeah. Yeah, I man. I might as well just like open the trunk and just sit in the trunk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brian Brian Regan has a funny joke about having to do that as a kid. And he's, like, so self-conscious and shy that, like, the most stressful thing for him would be in the back seat there. And then a car comes up behind them and just trying not to make eye contact with the people. With the driver. With the driver behind you. (laughs) That's so How did you... When when did your appendix burst?
1: I think I was, like, 21. And... It felt like I had like indigestion or something. I didn't know. So I was like drinking seven up to try and like burp up whatever the indigestion one. And then it just kept getting worse in the night. Yeah. And then I got to a point where I guess I hyperventilated because my, my, I mean, it was really painful. Like I got a light around my stomach. I didn't know what was going on. And then I guess I hyperventilated because my, my, you can't see, but my hands sort of stuck. Like I couldn't move my hands. It was really weird. Weird. Like they stuck in a kind of a pose, you know, like your mom says,
0: they just clenched don't, don't up and... make,
1: no, no, just like in a, in a splayed way. Ugh. You know, like your mom says, don't make that face It'll or stick. the wind will change in your are That's what happened with my hands. And then I was like, I think my brother was over at the time. This was in the morning and he said, should I call an ambulance? And when that happened, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that.
0: So your hand w- was like,
1: isn't that weird? Like, I guess I, I guess there wasn't enough oxygen going. I don't know why. I don't don't know. I don't, maybe some doctor can make a comment and say why. But anyway, so I went, then they, they were like, okay, well we have to figure out what, what this is, you know, is it a, is it a tubular pregnancy? Is it this, that? So they did all those tests while you're laying there. Yeah. And that's when, you know, you got some morphine. And, and I found like it hurt just as bad, but I didn't care yes, anymore. but I didn't care anymore.
0: Oh, my God, I have Isn't said that, that so many times on this podcast because I get kidney stones once in a while, mm. and usually, well, I say I get them once in a while i've I've passed three that i've known of the first two I passed on my own because the first one i didn't know I was passing a kidney stone until it happened, and it passed the second time I immediately knew what it was. Mm. But I went to St. Joseph's in Burbank and walked into the emergency room and there was like 50 fucking people in there. There were people screaming. There was a guy with blood all over his face. And I was just like, wow, I'm just going to have to sit and wait in this. This is hell. I don't want to sit and wait. So what I did was went back out to the parking lot at the emergency room and sat in my car for three hours in case it got worse. Yeah. That way I could just be right there if something really went bad. Um, So I just sat in my car guzzling water because I knew I needed to do that to flush it through. So I was guzzling water and smoking weed (laughs) to deal with the pain. And and then uh, at one point, and it also feels better when you're passing a kidney stone to stand up. Yeah, And to like walk around when you sit, it's just kind of puts all your weight on your ureter. But once it passes through the ureter to your bladder, the pain's gone. Uh. So I knew I was in the parking lot walking around and all of a sudden the pain just stopped. And I was like, all right, I can go home. The next had stop you, is, is But just, had you
1: wet yourself? How did it... No, no, no.
0: So the kidney stone is in your kidney And then it eventually just gets pushed out into your ureter, which is, you know, all your liquids go through your kidneys as a filter. And then through the ureter, which is a tiny, like, tube, it's smaller than this thing, this cord here, into your bladder, which Ah. is huge, like your stomach or something. So you knew it
1: had gone into the bladder.
0: The painful part is getting to the bladder. Once it's in there, it just bounces around and it's fine. So you're like,
1: I'm fine. I can go home?
0: Yeah. And so I was like, okay... It's in my bladder. I know the next step is I just have to pee it out, which is like a bullet through a gun. It's like super fast. Great. And so that was the second one. And then the third one, I was driving onto the lot at Warner Brothers to do something on Conan O'Brien's show. And literally as I'm turning into the lot, it just felt like someone stabbed me in the back. And I was like, fuck. I knew exactly what it was. And so I drove to to St. Joseph's and um, this time it was just, I couldn't deal with the pain. I was just, I was like, this is really bad. And um, I finally got checked into uh, an examining area and they're like, do you need any pain medication? And I go, I've passed two on my own. I think I can do this. And then after like half an hour, the nurse came in and I was like, Give me anything you want. I don't care. I will take anything. She's like, All right, let me talk to the doctor. And so she comes back and she's like, The doctor said to give you Dilatid, which is stronger than morphine. Wow. It's like heroin. It's like synthetic heroin. And so I was like, I, I don't care. And um, I already had an IV going to, f- f- you know, to get fluids in me. And she had this little port where she was going to inject it. And she's like, First, I have to inject this medicine into... Uh, keep you from getting nauseous from the Dilaudid. So she injected that into my IV, and I couldn't tell anything. And then she had the Dilaudid, and she's starting to put it into the IV, into the tube, and and I'm super nervous about taking drugs. I don't even like taking Tylenol. Mm -hmm. And so I was like uh, super nervous, and as she's putting it in, I go, how long is it going to take before I know... I couldn't even finish <laughs> the sentence, and it just felt like fire in my stomach, just like good fire, like just this warm, amazing feeling that just radiated out, and I just fell back under the, the table and um, felt like I was floating, but like yours, still unbelievable pain. Yeah. I just didn't care.
1: Isn't that weird?
0: And I've always thought, you know, oh, if I ever got morphine would be so awesome but my friend was there and she's like how do you feel and i go i am in the worst pain but whatever
1: yeah i'd have to do more research on on how i haven't really read up on how that works but i thought it was interesting it's that because i assumed it would just take the pain away but yeah. it didn't it just took my concern with the pain away
0: yeah because it's for pain morphine and a Dilo- all that stuff is for pain so i couldn't figure out because I just remember like leaning forward, just going, it still hurts. <laughs> I, I don't care, but it still hurts. And, you know, an hour later, it, the pain stopped because it passed. And, right. But that's yeah. so funny. I've never heard anyone else be like, yeah, I felt all the pain.
1: Yeah. Versus like a, um, a, what's it called? When, when you're going to give birth, they give you an epidural. Oh, yeah. Epidural, you really don't you don't really feel the pain anymore. You, you feel pressure. It's like but from you the
0: waist down, right? You feel yeah. nothing. And you
1: can still move your legs and you still feel your legs, but you don't feel that pain anymore. Yeah. I mean, that was my experience. With yeah. It. But no, the morphine was just like, it was still solidly there, but I just couldn't have cared less. That was,
0: that's so crazy, right? Yeah. I didn't. And I,
1: <laughs> oh, no. your
0: dogs are insane. Oh,
1: I wish, I wish, I wish the one would move. Okay. The
0: deaf one doesn't even realize what what's <laughs> happening. Hey kids, I'm back to talk about Sunbasket. Yeah, you've heard me mention them before on this podcast. It's because I love them and I keep using them and they keep sending me food which I keep eating and it's awesome. Oh my god, it's so awesome. I never thought I could cook until I tried uh Sunbasket. You know, mindful eating is an essential part of self-care. And we uh, know that every part of our life is enhanced when we eat nourishing, healthy meals. That's a no-brainer. Eat better, you'll feel better. Even mentally, just you're happier knowing that you're doing something good for your body. And Sunbasket offers 18 weekly recipes. Paleo, gluten, gluten, <laughs> paleo gluten-free, vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian, you name it, they have it. And it's all delivered to your door. And Sunbasket takes care of the details. So it's easy to take care of yourself. What could be easier than Sun Basket? You pick your food, 18, 18 recipes every week. You pick it, you have them send it. It's, it comes right to your house in a giant box. And it's super convenient. Everything is pre-measured out. It doesn't take more than half an hour to make one of their meals. It's amazing. Uh, you just go, you can also, they have an app. You go to the Sun Basket, use their app. Pick up 18 weekly recipes, like I said, easy cooking dishes like Buddha bowls uh, with braised tofu, soba noodles, cashew lime dressing. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Like I said, gluten-free, vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian, you name it. And they work with the best farms and suppliers to bring you the fresh organic produce that you deserve. And that includes responsibly raised meats and seafood. And like I said, everything's pre-measured and easy to prep. You can get a healthy, delicious meal on your table in 30 minutes. There's something for everybody's healthy journey and every busy lifestyle. So right now, go to sunbasket.com slash no docs. That's N-O-D-O-C-S today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash no docs for $35 off. sunbasket.com slash no docs. Do it. Hey, everybody. I'm here to tell you about a new Sponsor. For No Docs Podcasts, Stitch Fix, an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. Uh, I am very new to this. Uh, In fact, when I signed up a few months ago, they didn't have big and tall sizes. Now they have big and tall. It's perfect. Uh, You just go to their website and do this online quiz. uh, That's mostly just photos of different styles of clothes. Uh, you click what you like, they give you different sections and you click, yes, I like this or no, I don't like this. And they use that to, uh, whittle down your own personal style and you will be paired. Once you do this test, you'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick five items to send right to your door. Then you try them on, pay only what you love and return the rest. Shipping exchanges and returns are always free. There's no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix's styling is uh, fee is only $20, which is applied towards anything you keep from your shipment. It really is quite amazing. I'm looking forward to my first uh, box full of big and tall clothes for this big and tall studly podcaster. <laughs> So get started now at stitchfix.com slash doc. That's D-O-C. And you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash D-O-C to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash doc. Check it out. But yeah, and this was, I mean, if you were in your early 20s, we were probably around, it was probably around the same time I had my appendix out, which was... Uh Uh, really, the recovery was horrible, too.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like, it took over
0: a week of me, like...
1: You can't stand up straight, that's for sure. I know
0: people now that have had their appendix out, like, in the past couple of years, who were back at work, you know, the next day. Because it's a really? small incision where they go in now.
1: Oh, and we had When we, we had, had the... it, they cut
0: through your muscle,
1: oh, that your abdominal
0: that. muscles. And I just remember... I couldn't talk loud, I couldn't can't cough laugh yeah. couldn't laugh. I couldn't sit you up. I couldn't
1: really stand up straight. no for a little while. I was there. in bed for
0: like f- five days to a week. like and it was really me, bad. you
1: know, and I'll tell you where it happened too the The hospital they took me down to was that ho- there used to be a hospital in North Hollywood that is now on Riverside the building, yep.
0: Scrubs The Scrubs Hospital And that's
1: where they used That's where they shot Scrubs After it stopped being An official hospital They they did Children's Hospital There too I think people used to Show up there all the time Like thinking it was Still a hospital When they were shooting there
0: I think that's the hospital Where In fact I'm sure That's where Hervé Villachez died
1: Oh really
0: Yeah It was a very Like famous hospital Um But yeah, it was open for years after it closed as a filming location for like scrubs. And And
1: it would say, the sign was still up, I think. So people would stop (laughs) there. And they'd go, no, no, it's just, this is not a non-functioning hospital. We're just shooting here.
0: Yeah. And now it's a part right by Hugo's. Um, Yeah. I did, someone someone said it was haunted. I don't believe in ghosts, but someone was like, it's (laughs) like the whole basement was just off limits. And I did an episode of Children's Hospital and like... When I had time off, went down in the in the basement, and it was awesome. It was there was like a whole morgue down there. Ooh. Yeah, it's really cool.
1: Well, they kept me there for like seven days, just because it had burst, you know, to like antibiotics. Seven days in the hospital. I think it was like five days or seven days. And I and and I my window overlooked that parking lot, and the window only opened part way, of course, so that nobody's jumping out if they don't like what's going on. <laughs> but I would and I would I would just like. I could just get my face in the window, and I would. if I see someone in the parking lot, I would say, help me, help me. <laughs> no. And then they'd look up, and they wouldn't see who was saying it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my little hospital joke. That's
0: a long time. To, you didn't have to share a room with someone, did you?
1: No. Yeah, it is a long time now, right? I mean, I guess.
0: Well, they don't like to keep people in hospitals anymore.
1: wonder what that was about. Maybe because it had burst, they wanted to keep me on antibiotics, like, Drip antibiotics. So it was pretty major surgery or, back
0: then. And so, yeah, I mean, I, mean, they I had was... to hoover
1: out all the sepsis. Yeah, maybe it was because I'm sure it was because of that. If it hadn't burst, what would have been the big deal? You know, you just cut it off and sew you up and you're done.
0: And it's something we don't even need. I was in the hospital for probably two or three days, but I was in there. I checked myself in because, and this was. Going back to tooth stuff where you don't know what the problem is. They took my appendix out not being 100% sure that was what my problem was. They were like, it's probably your appendix. We're not 100% sure. We don't want it to burst, though. We should just take it out.
1: Well, when we were kids, there were a lot of people who were getting their tonsils out. Do you remember that? Yes. And not necessarily, I mean, if somebody had a sore throat, they looked at like, maybe we should get your tonsils out. And I don't think that... Did you
0: have yours out? No. Me neither.
1: I don't think that's... I don't hear of anybody getting their tonsils out now. Like it was a trendy surgery or something back then.
0: My friend Stephanie, who's like in her early 30s, had hers out like two years ago. Oh. And she said it was the worst experience of her life.
1: What was their their reasoning?
0: She was constantly getting strep throat. Oh. And so they took them out and... I knew this back in the day too, like... It was more common for kids to have them out because I think they're easier to get to for some reason. But as adults, the recovery is a lot rougher. And she was miserable. Like oh, she no. she thought she was going to... She's and she, This is a person who has Crohn's and she was just like, oh, no. this tonsillectomy was the worst thing I've ever been through.
1: Wow. Yeah. I never had that.
0: But yeah, I had my my appendix. I was roofing i was working for a construction company where we were roofing an a-frame church and my boss left to go get lumber or something and i was on top of the roof by myself there was no one else working and that's when it happened that's when the pain started and like i doubled over and i'd been having that pain off and on for like six or seven months yeah but it would just be like a split second and then i'd be fine just be a split second of like, ah. And was that
1: spot on the right between the, the yep. hip bone and the belly button. Exactly. Right?
0: It was right there. And so I just kind of kept going, oh, that's weird. It's probably a muscle spasm or something. And then this time it happened on the roof of like 50 feet up on top of this church and uh, doubled me over. And I couldn't straighten out again. <sighs> and I had to climb down. And then I was like laying on the ground and my boss was not showing up and I called my mom on a pay phone because I was, it's like the eighties and she (laughs) came and they took me to the hospital and they did all these tests and they kept me overnight and they're like, yeah, it's probably your appendix. We'll take it out. And I was like, probably, (laughs) you don't want to hear probably for a doctor. You want to hear definitely. I was
1: talking to somebody else about that the other day. I was like, you know, he goes, he goes, I want them to like really know what, is going on. Of and I course. Said, but it's, it's all trial and error. Yeah. Like they don't know. They don't have x-ray vision. They can't, Yeah, you know, I mean, we have, so when they took it out and looked at it, did they say, oh yeah, <laughs> this was the case or, or you just never had the pain again and they thought the appendix looked healthy and that was that?
0: Yeah. It was like, Mystery. they're like, this should probably fix it. They didn't know, like they could, they didn't look at it and go, oh yeah, this is a fucked up appendix. They're like, we think that was probably it.
1: Meanwhile, they didn't take a look at it. They just tossed it in the garbage. <laughs> I don't know. Said,
0: I wish I could have seen it afterwards. I still don't know what an appendix looks like. I, I know it's like a little sack or something on I your intestines. It was like, like
1: a like if you took the skin off your finger and it, had nothing in it, that's the appendix. Yeah,
0: it's like a weird skin tag thing. But um, yeah, they they still weren't sure. And I I remember, you know, after I recovered and felt fine for like six months i was like i guess that was it and then all of a sudden i got that pain again but i think it was like a phantom pain oh, no! because it happened because- like two more times and then it's never happened since
1: are there people who um listen to podcasts like this because it's like a fetish for them like they love to hear about yes medical yes things being discussed uh,
0: you should see the emails i get yeah i have people who are obsessed with just medical shit
1: can I tell you something? I, when I did the, I did an interview this morning, I told you for my, for my book, right? Yeah. And, um, one of the questions, you know, there was a series of questions at the end of the interview. Like one of those, like, you know, here are five questions we ask everybody. Uh I said, what's your guilty pleasure? And I said, honestly, I said, I can tell you exactly what my guilty pleasure is. It's looking at skin diseases, pictures of skin diseases, skin and, or, you know, like some, or like somebody who's had like Like a
0: rosacea or,
1: you know, just like, like well, yeah <laughs> rashes or weird or weird things like um somebody had you know the removal the before and after of a removal of a 40 a pound tumor like i want to <sighs> see the before and after pictures and i want to see the before and after pictures when somebody's had like you know they 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 weighed 350 yes, pounds i'm obsessed with that too and then they lost all the weight and, and then, then the they have all the loose and after, skin all the loose skin and I, before and after and i like seeing before and after pictures even though i'm I'm me personally like completely against plastic surgery. Yeah. I do like looking at the before and after pictures in the same way. I like looking at like when there's a family, you know, (laughs) like at the park or Disneyland or something, there's the whole family there. I like looking at the morphology of the parents, how the parents look and then how the kids look and how many of the (laughs) expressed alleles in the parents like, You know, manifested themselves in the kids. Yeah. You know, how alike do they look?
0: I love looking at baby pictures of my friends and going, I can totally see it.
1: Mm. I can see. But you see it in reverse.
0: Yes. Do you think, can
1: you look at a baby now?
0: Yes. And and say, I know what you're going to look like as an older person. Oh my God.
1: Ooh, that's good.
0: Usually there are certain features. Is it because you've
1: studied the reversed so often?
0: (laughs) Maybe, but there are certain, and it's not always the case. Like sometimes I can just look at a normal baby and they just have baby fat and a round face. And you're like, I have no idea what that kid's going to look like. But certain, there are certain features in like little kids where it's like a really sharp chin and sharp cheekbones where you're like, I know exactly what you're going to look like as an old man with the sunken (laughs) in cheeks (laughs)
1: Yes, you know, I think it's easier to see how someone's going to look as an old man by looking at them as a baby (laughs) than it is to see what they're going to look like at 35. Yes. So I I should look at my baby pictures to see what I'm going to look like when I'm really old.
0: I don't look anything. Well, I think I look at my baby pictures and I'm like, how did I end up like this?
1: I look at pictures of me in
0: my 20s and I'm like, I can't even see it.
1: You know, that's what kills me about when people see pictures of actors Oh yeah. In their 20s or in their teens And then they see them at 45 or 50 They go, oh my god, what happened to so and so It's like, what do you mean? It's like looking at somebody They like, got older Yeah, but it's not and, and it's not just that they got older And you get wrinkles because your skin is out in the elements You can't help it But your your looks change I mean, everybody's yeah. looks change You If you look the same at 50 as you did at 20 There's something wrong
0: also, they only see you, if this is an actor, they only see you with makeup on. Yeah, I know. They see you like <laughs> made up, found da- like like perfect skin, which is Jesus Christ. And I, lighting. I, oh I my mean, God, yeah. And the,
1: you've, <laughs> you've got a cinematographer, a professional yes. cinematographer lighting yes. you. I think it's a shame because you know what it tells me is that that's how people are referring to their own reflection you know that there's that scripture like judge not lest ye be judged sure and i think people take that to mean oh don't judge other people because you know you don't want to be in a situation where somebody's judging you i think what it means is the 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 way you judge others is exactly how you're going to judge yourself and so you if you are very judgmental of others looks you are creating this very I think, potentially painful prison for yourself of of you thinking that way about yourself. Yeah. And it's just going to get worse for you every Well, I think
0: they're already in that cycle, and that's why they do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I think you're right.
0: Anytime I see someone, not anytime, but a lot of time I'll see someone comment on somebody's fucking looks (laughs) online, I will look at that person's photo and be like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? (laughs) I know. You look like a fucking asshole. The only difference is I would never say that to you. I I don't fucking care. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I, it used to bother me so much, and now someone says a comment. I'm like, that's just an angry person.
1: Oh, I know what you mean. I had someone this morning say, um, uh, see, for me, looks is so much it's always been for me so much about attitude like when i see old pictures of myself yeah i can remember i don't know what it is for some people it's like if they smell something or they hear a certain piece of music or whatever for me it's a photograph if i look at a photograph i can remember not exactly what was going on at the time like but i can remember exactly how i felt emotionally i wish i could do that moment which has been a bad sort of treasure trail to some moments where I didn't want to remember how I felt at that moment. The only way my brain was even recalling that emotion was because I actually owned the photo. So right. there have been times where I've thrown out photos because that's now my brain doesn't even remember how to get back there. Right. So I can, So when I see photos of myself, it's funny. It's photos that people, other people will put online and say, oh my God, she used to look so good. And I look at the photo and I'm like no because i remember i didn't feel so secure at that point i felt totally but then i'll look at another photo of myself and i will like that's a great photo of me because i remember i remember at that moment i felt i didn't give a fuck yeah exactly yeah i felt completely confident yep and that at that moment so i love that photo i think i look awesome in that photo yeah and so there was somebody online and it was one of those photos one of those photos, but it was taken more recently, right? Yeah, by sure. my friend Stephen Myers is such a great photographer. Yeah. And, and he said like, uh, she looked like she got the AIDS. And by the way, it was spelt like A-I-D-E-S, like, I, like assistance. A-I-D-E-S? <laughs> like, <you know>. A-I-D-E-S, <laughs> as if I had many assistants. And oh. so, and I've heard that attack before and actually in my in my book fame the hijacking of reality that comes out october 2nd (laughs) it's plugging great (laughs) um there's a whole chapter about this in there good um but so i saw that and then i was like oh that again and then and then i was like and then i i first i tweeted back like you know oh you know don't worry you're not my target audience and then i said you should read my book although you should read my book because there's i talk about you in there (laughs) and then i changed it and i said i said you know his name his name was steve or david i don't know (laughs) let's say david so it's not confusing said oh oh david you know um um poor david uh you know actually you've inspired me i've begun a charity for people who can't see normal faces because they've been so they've been so overexposed to plastic surgery and instagram filters um and, you know, thank you for bringing this very important cause to our attention and yeah. just started that riff. But but because I, I look at that photo that he was referencing and I'm like, no, I look fucking rad. Yeah. Because I can see and I feel the same way when I look at pictures of people that other people say is like, oh, this is so beautiful. Like a certain someone who has an incredible number of yeah. Instagram followers. And I just like. I don't even see what you're seeing because yeah. I'm not getting any information from this photo. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I, I always like in romantic situations, I always found like guys who were confident and I don't mean like false confidence, but like truly like a, like don't a deep a sort of yeah. confidence. Oh my God, they were so attractive to me. Like, yeah. So visually attractive to yeah. me. And then other guys who were, everyone else thought was like good looking, Yeah. but they didn't seem Pretty very boys. confident to me. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I'm not seeing, I'm not getting, I'm not getting that signal. I'm not, so to me, it's, man, if you can be confident, it's so attractive, but truly confident, which means you have to do the work. Yeah. But that to me is so truly visually yeah. attractive. Like, you know, like, like Sam Shepard, like to me, it's like one of the most attractive guys. One and, of my biggest
0: I mean, man crushes is exact, Sam Shepard. Right? Fucking And you can A. add as
1: many wrinkles as possible to that guy's face. And that's Ugh. not what... Is what is attractive, but then to other people, maybe that, maybe having like a totally smooth face, with no character whatsoever, and then also have no character inside.
0: I love a good black and white photo of someone with so many crows' feet Ugh. and laugh lines. When I was
1: a, when I was in my twenties and had a totally smooth face, I couldn't wait to have the yes to have a face like Anna Mignani or Charlotte Rampling or all these yeah. European actresses. I was like, because I, I knew, I was like, that's when I'll feel truly represented. It'll be no mistake. Someone will look at my face and know what they're going to be getting. Yeah. But at the time, I had this like totally smooth face that society thought was very pretty. And I mean, it's not like I hated my face. I had no problem with it. But yeah. I felt like it belied, it, it, it betrayed rather who I was inside. Sure. So then I had to do the extra work yeah, yeah. of like assuring people I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm really this complex interesting person inside you know fuck but now I, I'm so when my face started getting character I was so relieved I was like oh my god I'm getting it it's happening it's happening
0: yeah you look cool as shit Thanks. I've always thought it. you look cool Thank as you. shit
1: I totally love it and so when I see someone make a comment like that online it makes me kind of sad and I do feel like oh no 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 wait No, you don't, no, you don't, you know, and then I'm, what am I doing the same thing? Also, a lot of times
0: you look at those people's profiles, uh, those guys' profiles. And then somebody goes,
1: oh, I think it's a bot anyway. And I was like, well, that makes sense because they probably fed in every, in." I I think what they do is like look at who's got a lot of, I mean, I don't even have that many followers uh, compared with some other people. So I think if I was coding this, I would look at. The people that, you know, whoever has more than 75,000 followers or something and I have some criteria, right? And then I would go and find insults that have been said to them in the past. And repeat them. Yeah. And then repeat them because I would know that pushes that person's buttons who has half a million followers. And so then that person will retweet, will answer to this if I'm saying that same.
0: It's possible. Dig again. And that's
1: how I would code it.
0: It's possible. But also you look at these guys' profiles. A they are following a thousand porn stars, <laughs> and a lot of times—and this is not—I'm not even making this up. A lot of times, they're also their profile photos is them with like their daughter, like oh, their no. f- like fucking four-year-old daughter, and <laughs> poor girl. They're like, "Oh, I love my daughter; she's the best." Blah, blah, blah. and then all their comments are to fucking porn stars or insulting other fucking women. And I'm like, yeah. "What the fuck is wrong with you, dude?" Yeah. You have a daughter and this, you think she's going to look back and go through, by the way, I mean, when I was a kid, our parents didn't have social networking. I can't go through and look at what my dad was like. I guess Uh, the
1: equivalent is like old letters, if they've saved old letters.
0: Sure. (laughs) But (laughs) but like your daughter is going to be an adult someday and have access to your fucking Twitter feed. You want her to see this shit? You think she's going to be proud of this?
1: Well, not only proud of it, but then, you know, a lot of, I mean, you know, this is obvious. Everybody knows this. You know, a lot of your self-esteem is built when you're a child from how your parents are relating to you. And so if your dad thinks that unless you have really big tits and smooth face (laughs) and like hips like a boy and no pubic hair, you're unattractive Yes, you have those things then her, it's possible that her sense of herself and her own looks are going to be like like damaged at the root.
0: These guys' Twitter feed is going to be a roadmap <laughs> to these girls. Like They'll be able to go back and go, oh, <laughs> all this <laughs> shit about me makes fucking sense now. Maybe,
1: maybe therapists will say, okay, we'll come in and let's print out up your on it. And can you please print out your dad's social media <laughs> Next history? Next week,
0: print out your dad's. It absolutely we'll it. will be. Or yeah. a therapist will just be able to go. Do me a favor. When you go home tonight, look at your dad's Twitter feed, and they'll come back the next week and go, "All right, everything's there making it is. sense." <laughs> yeah,
1: there it is. Yeah, and yeah, uh, man, it's really a shame because oh, this goes into the whole. I feel like, and I feel like women generally feel like as they get older, they have to adopt this shame like they like they're supposed They go well it's that time i'm 45 uh and you know it's, it reminds me of logan's run right that crystal <laughs> in your hand changes color and you're yeah, like well yeah, there yeah. it is
0: 30 years old time to go there it is it's time, time, time to go. for carousel
1: time for carousel
0: yeah.
1: or and you know and i think our modern day equivalent is uh, it's time for me to start walking around With, you know, abject shame about my face and I should feel embarrassed and I should feel grateful if anybody is kind to me because I (laughs) because I'm I don't look like I could, uh, you know, have a baby inside me anymore. I mean, I think the whole thing and I don't blame the media. I don't I think it's I think there is a evolutionary um, element to this that goes way, 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 way back. That's not relevant now. But I think part of it is sort of baked into our society like a, like a, an appendix, something we don't need anymore, but it's just like we keep getting born with appendices, right?
0: But hopefully we're evolving to a point where like an appendix, we don't fucking need it anymore.
1: We don't need it. But I think the important thing is for women to just go, fuck this. I'm going to walk around. Like I look like the shit. Yeah. And it, and the more you do that, then you're going to enjoy your day better. But then also, like, then you're helping to re-educate society. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's important to do that. I mean, if only to just enjoy your own day better. Yeah. And just, like, take the... And the risk is like, oh, no, if I do that, no, I'll be sort of breaking some kind of rule, you know, because surely somebody's going to call me out. And it's like, let them call you out because... They're just telling you some issue that they need to go to their therapist and talk about. Like, if somebody's getting so angry and upset that I look the way I look now, then gosh, sounds like something you got to bring up with your analyst. You know, I mean, Absolutely. How has that anything to do with me? Sounds Absol- like you're just telling me all about how you see your own face, and and that sounds like a living hell for you.
0: Well, it is amazing. I one thing I do love about Twitter is that you can find out like you know when when we were in high school if someone insulted us i'd be like why the fuck where did that come from i and i would never ever figure it out but now i can you can literally go to that dude's instagram or, or twitter who insulted you and be like okay this is clearly not about me this has nothing to do with me yeah this guy's got fucking real problems
1: did you have you ever gotten um a twitter reply or somebody is adding you and they say, you know, fuck you, Stevie G, you're a fucking dick. Like yeah. something and you're just like, wow, what is that even and then if you go to their site, I've gone to a or not gone to their site but the, to their account. I've gone to a couple of accounts where they've done that almost every single tweet they sent out is that
0: to other people. To
1: adding some other um known person. Yeah. And that that's their that's the entirety of their account.
0: I've had people say shit like that to me and then i call them on it and go oh man that sucks i was having a good day it kind of bothers me i don't know what i did to deserve and then getting an answer back where they're like oh i'm sorry man have you ever had that where they're just like oh i'm sorry i yeah that was kind of fucked up i shouldn't have
1: i've had someone like answer back i mean i've had a lot of people just like delete their original tweet because i guess they didn't expect that somebody that they thought was not a person actually, was actually reading a person.
0: it dear justine or whoever reads her tweets.
1: <laughs> or they just like i go over this in the book too like they don't they don't think you're real you're just like a picture right yeah. so yeah. a picture's not going to talk back to them yeah and then when it talks back they're like oh uh I, sorry. I didn't know we were doing that. Are you, oh, you're real. Okay. Oh,
0: you're one of those people oh, you're a that person? replies.
1: <laughs> oh, you're a, you're like a human. You like walk around.
0: <laughs> oh, you read that tweet. Oh shit. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Oh, that hurt your feelings. Oh, Delete. Um, but I've had people who I've had people where they say something insulting and I say something like sort of sarcastic back to them, but they don't get the sarcasm. So they think now we're in a dialogue and then they di- and then they dialogue me back and i'm like oh jesus this is really this guy didn't get what i just said and then yes. i like and i'm sarcastic to him back again and he still doesn't get what i'm saying yeah and then by the end and then maybe there's a couple of other you know back and forth and then i just start feeling bad that the guy like i'm running out of and he doesn't sarcasm. know what's going on and you
0: cannot win an and argument so with I those and so i just people. say
1: you know all right well you know i wish you all the best i mean i you know at that point i'm just like well the problem is so much deeper th- I thought the problem was just that you were being insulting, but now I see that you don't recognize sarcasm, and, yeah, yeah. and I'm kind of ripping you to pieces through the sarcasm, but you don't even know it now. I just feel bad because this was too easy.
0: I last week had somebody message me on Xbox because <laughs> I'm almost 50. Why why wouldn't I be playing video games? <laughs> but I was playing this video game. Uh, there's a game called Destiny, which uh, you play online, and it, you know I play with my friends, and sometimes you – playing matches with other people around the world or whatever. And um, I never check my inbox on that because okay. the, my friends who I play with, I just text. And then last week I checked my messages. Let me make sure this is still recording. Oh, yeah! Wow, nice. Uh, I, I checked my messages. From a complete stranger, there was just a message that said, you are actual shit. And that's all it said. And I go. Was that the I,
1: only message in there?
0: That was the only message. You are actual shit. And so I, uh, I, I wrote back. And I, when people insult me or say stuff to me, my favorite thing is to reply to them like I think they're being literal, and I, I'm like. Uh, actually, that's impossible for a human to be shit. <laughs> and then he I have wrote
1: some shit inside. But- so
0: he wrote back saying, uh, Well, you know, I, and I said something like, Why would you even say that? I'm not actual shit. I'm human. I'm made of the same stuff you are. And he was like, Uh, A fortnight ago, so I'm like, okay, this guy is immediately, this guy's from, like, Europe or something. He was like, a fortnight ago, we were playing a game, and you ruined my XP score because we were on a team together. And I I just, I kept pushing him going, I'm sorry that video games are so important in your life that you had to message a complete stranger uh, that they were shit and make them feel bad. Be, just because they ruined your video game experience, I go. Were you complaining at work the next day to all your coworkers at Taco Bell? That's my favorite go-to. But he, he then he writes. He's taking it literally. He's like, I don't work at Taco Bell. I'm in <laughs> England. We don't have Taco Bells. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm gonna go now. I'm sure your mom would be super <laughs> proud of the person she, you know, raised you to be. Uh, <laughs> say hi to everyone at the British equivalent of Taco Bell, <laughs> and he wrote back. He's like, "I'm a something in the science." He's like, "I'm a poly psych, you know, something." And I and I, I was like, I,
1: "I don't know where to go."
0: I'm, and I just, wrote, I'm sorry about your anger. I'm not going to reply anymore. <laughs> like, so you're in the science industry, and you're. This is how you deal with your anger.
1: Right, here's my theory with that. I call it, uh, in insult through, uh, insult. I, I'm sorry. I have to separate my dogs. I think
0: her dogs are having 69. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I call it in, uh, I thought I call it intimacy through, through injury. Yeah. Like say there's a guy that, uh, he really likes this pretty girl and she won't give him the time of the day. And uh, he's driving his car, and he sees her driving one day. If he axi- quote unquote, accidentally rear ends her, they're going to have an exchange there. They're going to exchange inf- contact information first of all. Yeah, yeah. Contact information, and then they're going to, you know, go back and forth, and maybe they'll even check in with each other to see how the repairs are going. And you have this, you have this connection. By the same token, he could also say. Um, I think you have a fat ass, and now she's, you know, so like my, you know, not doing the the accident. Let's say it's just some. So now she has all the other people saying she's pretty, but there's one guy that sticks out because he withheld approval. He negged her. Yeah, that's
0: what they call it. Negged her. Negging. Yeah. When you that asshole douchebag wrote a book about it, I forget what it's called, where his whole technique for getting girl. He wrote a, a book on how to get women. And oh, one of his techniques yeah. is called nagging where you
1: say something, talk nice. to a
0: girl and put them down in a way that, that when you walk away, yeah. they're like, what? And they yeah. come back for more.
1: They come back because they want to fix that opinion. Right? So yes. That's that, so they can't
0: stand someone not liking them. I used to suffer from this.
1: Well, it's, yeah, I think that, I mean, I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but I think that's, that people pleasing, like wanting people to yes. think that you're nice, has done women more harm than sexism. Sure. Because you go, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't raise my hand in the meeting because it's a, it's a boys' club. It's like, well, why don't you check that again? Yeah. Yeah. There's mostly men in your meeting. That's okay. That's fine. Now you think but about raising. But you're in the meeting. You and, have as much right. You think, to think about say raising something. your hand, and then what goes through your head? This is what the film I'm going to do with uh, Olivia Munn. Called uh-huh. Violet. This is, that's this that's what this is all about. So you go to raise your hand and you have a thought or you hear a voice, whatever, that says, "Oh my God, don't raise your hand. People are going to think you're a bitch. Going to think you're a bossy bitch." Yeah. So you don't raise your hand. So now, because you're like you're afraid that people will think you're not nice. So you just did a number on yourself. Right. Why don't you raise your hand and go find out? Yeah. Go find out if they think you're a bitch after. Yeah. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. First of all or well, maybe they will but now you've caught the eye of the the head of the East Coast office who's visiting there right. and and he wouldn't have noticed you otherwise and now he, he now you're on a short list of people that to take over whatever division over on the East Coast yeah and he wouldn't have seen you he wouldn't have even noticed you yeah. or thought of you had you not been true to yourself
0: yep yeah. good point yeah mm. good point bitch
1: that's I'm, I'm okay with that
0: um yeah it's only detrimental i mean because then you're spending your whole life going you know, what just to
1: tell the listeners that while we're doing this i have two dogs and one dog is trying to get busy with the other dog and the other dog is just like not even paying attention <laughs> and i don't know if this is assault or just like she doesn't care
0: does she do that a lot? It's, it's, she is that a, care. a pug or is it a British bulldog? It's
1: a pug. So I don't. I don't know that it can be sexual assault if you just don't care.
0: It is <laughs> he doesn't have his balls?
1: Right. So there's not going to be just any, a power. No, it's a. I don't know what it is. A boredom <laughs> thing, maybe. They're bored. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, you know how every morning you wake up, there are certain things you just automatically are thinking about, like what you have to do later that day, like, oh my god, I gotta drop off the drop off the kids and then pick them up, and I gotta find time to go to the bank and get my hair done, <laughs> get my hair done. <laughs> but there are certain things you never think about, like your deodorant, you just wake up, swipe it on, and go. Uh, but it's something that we use every day, so if there's a safer alternative, you'd want to know about it, right? Well, that's why I'm here to talk to you about aluminum-free Copari deodorant. It's a game changer. I, honest to God, I love this deodorant so much. I love, it's coconut-scented. I love the smell of this deodorant. I put it on in the morning. I'm like, ah, oh, it's so refreshing. <laughs> uh, Kopari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free, like I said, and, um... Instead of plugging up your sweat glands, Kapari uh, takes care of any smell without messing with your body's natural patterns. And most importantly, it works. I got to admit, I put this stuff on. I love the smell. First time I used it, I was like, well, we'll see how long this lasts. Guess what? It lasts. Uh, It fights odor with plant-based actives such as uh, sage oil, coconut oil, and it really does outlast your longest day. It's got uh, a lot of love from the editors at Cosmo and People. Um, and they are literally, literally thousands of five-star reviews on their website. And this is Kapari's number one selling product. They can barely keep it in stock. Uh, and Kapari d- uh, doesn't leave... You know how a lot of de- oh, deodorants you put it on and then like... You look in the mirror a while later, and there's just like white streaks under your arms, or even worse on your on your shirt. Kapari uh, doesn't leave that sticky white residue behind; just the sweet, subtle scent of fresh, fresh coconut milk. Mm, baby, you gotta love it. <laughs> it's also free of silicones, sulfates, uh, parabens, GMOs, baking soda, so it's great for sensi- sensitive skin like mine. I'm a ginger. You touch my skin with most things, and and I welt up, Uh, but not Kapari. So knowing there's a safe, clean option out there that works just as well and smells amazing, why wouldn't you want to try it? And Kapari offers money-back guarantee, so there's no reason not to. So right now, say aloha to Kapari. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash docs. That's N-O-D-O-C-S. To make the safe switch today and see how you can save $5 off your first order. That's Kapari, K O P A R I, beauty.com slash no docs. Kaparibeauty.com slash no docs. Enjoy! Yeah, so you could just spend your whole life then if you don't speak up going, oh, I wonder what would have happened if I had spoken up and yeah. never knowing. and then
1: the idea of like, well, it's because it was an old boys club or whatever the reasons are given. And then you go, you know, things would work out better if everyone else changed their behavior. And you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Why don't you first change your behavior? Uh-huh. And then if, if that doesn't work, right. then maybe it's them. But I think first, I mean, I know it's true for myself. First, I got to ask myself, why was I not truly being myself in that moment? What is it? What was, I, what was my root fear right. that caused me to just betray myself Right. or to just kick myself to the curb? What was that about? And I got to find out. And then if it does have to do with somebody else's behavior, and, you know, obviously I'm talking about situations where you do have a choice and not right. situations where you're, you know... Like being, you know, right. where you can't get out of the situation. I'm not talking sure. about that. Um, but then if it's the case where, okay, so I changed my behavior and I, or I changed, I found out that root fear and now next time somebody, I'm in a situation like that or somebody says something to me that same way. Like you were saying about the the haters uh, online that say certain things. Yeah. I mean, if, so, if one of those pushes my buttons, I need to go write about it and find out why it pushed my buttons because there's two problems that that person said something shitty but also I've got the problem of that it that it affected me yeah so what I want to do is get to why did it
0: affect me yeah In I want to get way. to a
1: state where I get rid of all those but I mean if I can get rid of all those buttons then I'm bulletproof then you can say anything you want to me and I'll be like uh, uh and like Whatever. I don't get it so once I figure that out and I get that root thing away that root fear away then Then I can deal with the second problem, which is this person talks to me and, and says, you're a huge piece of shit. And then you're like, well, actual shit, actual shit. (laughs) You go, well, now that I've dealt with my button and thank you for highlighting that for me so I could get rid of it. Now I can make a a conscious choice. Now I can make a reasonable choice. Do I want to spend time around you or not? Yep. And I decide no. So I'm going to block you. Yeah. But if all I'm doing is just blocking people and only uh, or wanting them to all amend their behavior towards me, yep. then I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I just one big button. I could just be hit at any moment by anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> one well, so big button. what kind of life is that? Yeah. I would rather be in a situation where nobody else has changed their behavior, but I know what the root, what root fears caused my buttons. And yeah. so then I get rid of those buttons and I'm like, like. Bring it.
0: I yeah, mean, I, I used care. to be so much. I used to get triggered so much easier. I don't know what it was that changed. But I, I mean,
1: do you think it was uh, getting getting harassed online, and then really looking at their accounts and seeing where that came from? And
0: that's helped. Also, Hudley meditation has helped me not give a shit yeah. about as much because I know that. I don't know, but I feel like we are all connected. Everyone is connected. Like, whether you, and I've said it before, whether you believe in God Mm -hmm. creating us or a Big Bang creating us, regardless, we're all, either scenario, we all come from the same thing. So Mm -hmm. we are all connected. Me and this glass table, you, the... The dogs having sex out in your yard right now. <laughs> um, the people who hate my guts. So it's kind of pointless for me to even be bothered by it. I think it helps. It, it makes to... me feel sad sometimes yeah. for them, but like I can't change everybody.
1: I think it helps to to um, to totally receive and accept the fact, not be afraid of it, but just accept the fact that each of us, myself included, big time, are going to die. What? And nobody, nobody is going to remember me. At some point, nobody will remember me. Yeah. And th-
0: In a thousand years.
1: And so I better just enjoy my time here. Yeah. You know, because like people, and I talk about this in, in, in my fame book, people who, you know, social, so we had this like explosion of like, this sort of um, frenzy for fame around 2000, I think. And I, I talk about like the perfect storm, I think, that caused that. But then you cut to like, okay, since 2006 now, social media has allowed for everybody to sort of get in on it, right? Yeah. And have like as many followers as possible and all this and sort of a almost a panic about getting enough followers. Like, oh my God, if I don't have enough followers, you know, looking at what I ate for lunch, then I'm afraid. <laughs> I think it's then, I think they're afraid that then they'll just be, and disappear. That they just like, Won't exist or something. Yeah, they
0: want to matter. They want to have some kind of legacy.
1: But I think it would be easier for everyone. It's easier for me if I think this way. Just go like, nobody's going to remember you. So it doesn't matter how many people saw me on Family Ties or anything else I've done since then or see my book or see our short. Or It's really just for people who are going to enjoy it now and maybe who will enjoy it after we die or whatever. And then...
0: I might as well way, enjoy
1: while I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm here for like a grain of sand on the timeline yeah, yeah, of human existence. Yeah. So if I'm not enjoying it, if I'm worried the exactly. whole time about leaving a legacy, I've just wasted. Exactly. It's been a totally fruitless exercise because nobody's going to remember me. And by and the I'm way, I'm totally okay with that.
0: And by the way, even if you are successful in creating an awesome legacy, Like you said, we're all going to be dead. I'm not going to fucking be around to see people enjoy it or like.
1: What do you think you're going to be up in heaven going like, check that out. Look at all those people going in that building that's named after me. No, and and even
0: if you believe in reincarnation, I'm reincarnated. I'm not going to.
1: Yeah, don't they erase your memory as soon as you're reincarnated?
0: They have to. (laughs) Right.
1: So you're not even going to. You're going to walk into a building that's named after you and not even know it.
0: It's all about that. You know, I read that Eckhart Tolle book, you know, The Power of Now, where it really is. And I'm not into all the spiritual, weird shit, um, religious aspects of anything. But, like, it really is true where he says about all that matters is right now. And it's pointless to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. It's pointless to worry about what you did yesterday. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think worry... I think we conflate worry or our systems do conflate worry and trying to find some solutions
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I think if we're like, okay, there's something coming up that I need to do tomorrow and I'm thinking it through, I'm thinking it through because I've got to figure out how I'm going to get from here to there. Cause we don't have a car and I've got to figure out how to get a car because yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like I'm just using that as example. Like somehow you're trying to work something out, but worry, I think we can we combine the two sometimes or we confuse the two sometimes because like you just said, if I'm running through something that happened yesterday, so there's not a solution. Yeah. I mean, I either can run through something yesterday and go, Oh, I was in that meeting and didn't raise my hand. I didn't like how that felt. So let's work on what the root fear was. So I don't do it again. That's one thing. Fine. Yeah. But if I'm, if you just rehashing, 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 and you're worried about what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's, I mean, Oh my God, yeah, what are you? What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that?
0: It's going to eat you alive.
1: And you're not going to. It's not enjoy, towards not any solution, right? No, it's not towards any solution. And also, the other people in in the situation may not have experienced the same uh, the same situation as you did. Like mm-hmm. you may be worrying. Like if you're worried that all those people were thinking X, Y, Z. What if that's not the case? Yeah. And, oh, wow, you just wasted all that time. And now next time you see them, yeah, yeah. you will have that worry. Now you've, like, baked it into yeah, your yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. And now every time you see them, you feel ashamed when... And if you bring it up to them maybe years from now, they'll go, you mean when we were at that hotel, like, in in, in Century City? Yeah. And and maybe you go, yes, it's been on my mind all this time. Yeah. And I just... I've been meaning to bring it up. And I'm just like, I'm just.
0: And they're like, I don't even remember that.
1: Exactly. They're like, wow, I don't even remember that. Oh, my God. Then you have to deal with all that time.
0: Oh, yeah. And I know people who are in feuds with friends who've been in. They've stopped talking to them years ago. And they honestly don't even remember why. I'm like, that is insane.
1: That's like the, what is it? The Hatfields and McCoys? Yeah. Right? Generations and generations. And they don't later, know why they were fired. Do you remember how it started? Yeah. I've done this so I've done the reverse where um I'll see someone and I'll go to say hi. And then I'll remember, like, oh no. Take bring your hand down. Last time I saw that person, uh, they were like a total fucking shithead. And I'm supposed to have a resentment against them. Yeah. But like I don't hold on to I try I to don't get either. resentments worked out. I don't want to yeah. hold on to them. For the reasons we just noted before. Yeah. But I have to remind myself, I don't like that person.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. I don't.
1: hold grudges. I have it's... to remember. I don't like them.
0: <laughs> uh, I have to make notes to, yeah, exactly. to keep a grudge.
1: Like in your phone book, right? Is a shithead.
0: Um, well, this has been delightful. I mean, that Great. was holy shit. We did that easily. I'm worried a lot of times when I talk to somebody like, yeah. how am I going to fill an hour?
1: Oh well, I'm so glad to talk with you because I had, I had i uh, I've, yeah, I've had a couple of encounters in, in the last couple of days where the conversation was not easy. So I was really? like, I was like looking forward to. I was like, oh, Steve's gonna come over and um, we're gonna easily talk. This is this be was
0: great. fun. We could do it again too. I'm yeah. There's, I'm sure a ton of shit we can still talk
1: about. Yeah. See, I I have a lot more, um, a lot more to pass on with, um, mental shenanigans, yeah, uh, experiences. Cause like I said, I haven't really had anything happen to me with the exception of the burst appendix and the hand going through glass (laughs) and the, and the overuse, you know, physical burst appendix
0: is huge. (laughs) That's like major that can kill you. I mean, not in the old, old timey days would have killed somebody.
1: Yeah, exactly. They would have died
0: of sepsis.
1: Oh my God! How about this? This could be a fun thing to play with all the people that you talk to. If we were in the year, this is like your fi- could be your final question, right? Yeah. If we were in the year, especially if any of them have seen the Nick, which is an excellent series, right? One Soderbergh. of my
0: favorites.
1: I loved that show. I Me mean, too. I just get chills every time it started. I Me think too. I'm going to start rewatching that. I mean, that's a good, really great, great show.
0: My friend Chris Sullivan played the uh, the uh, ambulance driver, Cleary. Oh, he's so
1: great. Yeah. Oh, you could have done that role.
0: Yeah. Chris has been on my podcast.
1: Oh, he did a really nice job. That show was great. He's
0: on This Is Us. He's a big star now.
1: hmm
0: But yeah, the Nick is incredible. The
1: Nick. So, okay.
0: All right, what's Before this question? Before penicillin. Yes.
1: And surgical procedures were experiments at best, right? Yeah. So is that is that within is that like nineteen hundred the turn of the century yeah nineteen oh one the nick, yeah, 1901. It, the nick 1901. took place in nineteen oh one okay so if you were in if you were in that moment in time at what age would you have died oh I don't know I would that would have been so I think my burst of panics was twenty one twenty two I would have been dead I would have been dead yeah you would have probably died yeah. from that yeah.
0: Or childbirth, good chance people died in childbirth.
1: True, that was pretty common. But I would have died before I had any children. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, like I wouldn't, anytime I wouldn't have died from my kidney stones.
1: How about an- any time you needed antibiotics because you had an infection?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's very possible. I had pneumonia. I had the measles.
1: Yeah. I had that.
0: measles as a teenager, which is unheard of. Maybe that. When I was 17. What'd
1: they give you for it? I've never had measles. I've only had chicken pox.
0: Well, you sh- no one should have measles right, because we were inoculated. vaccinated. Right. I was vaccinated and I still got the measles when I was 17. at When I was at military school in Philadelphia and they had to quarantine the whole school.
1: Holy shit. Would they give you, how do you get rid of measles?
0: I don't remember. I just remember it wasn't that bad.
1: Was it? Because I know like chicken pox, you just got to like ride it out.
0: Yeah. They Is have the chicken pox parties for kids.
1: I know. Like, oh, Julie has chicken pox? Get your My kids kid over will be right here. over. Yeah. Yeah. To try and get I'm it. I'm worried through. about
0: shingles, though. That's...
1: But you've had chicken pox, right?
0: Yeah, that's what causes shingles.
1: No, I thought if you had chicken pox, your chances of getting shingles are less. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. Our, our chances are huge of getting shingles now that we've had chicken pox.
1: But we won't get chicken pox again.
0: <laughs> no, we won't get chicken pox again. We might get shingles... Um, oh, but
1: there's so many things you we might get. I mean, it's.
0: Yeah, I thought I would have died think, in. in about that. You know, before my. Definitely before 30. I had pneumonia. I've had.
1: I think that's why they, people have, would have kids at like 15. Yeah. Like procreate before you go.
0: Middle age was 15.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. People
0: were li- living to 30, so middle age yeah, was 15. Yeah, 30,
1: 50. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. We're all going to die.
1: Oh, you know what I heard? Somebody told me about a um, – there's a group. They might even have a church attached to it or something. I, I think it was in Fast Company about this group that is, like, all about not dying. All about – like, so they've done all the plastic surgery so they don't look like they're going to die. <laughs> Lame. And then they have, like, these conferences where they they go through um, – was it um cryo,
0: cryotherapy?
1: Cryotherapy or you name it injections, whatever, yeah. stem cell injections, oh, all yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. To try to um human
0: growth hormones. To
1: try to not die. There's a book actually by Drew Magri. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Great writer. Um, very funny, called Uh the Im- the immortal no the ugh, i have to look it up i can't believe it, i can't remember the name of it but it's about like a parallel universe in the future perhaps w- where we have discovered a cure for everything aging 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 so if you were old when you got this injection
0: you stayed that age you
1: stay that age but you could still die you can still die of like getting um, hit
0: by a car
1: yes and you could still get cancer or something like that. But you're not going to die of old age. You're not going to age. You're not going to. You're Your s- organs
0: aren't going to quit on you because you got you. old.
1: And then there's a problem in Population society. explosion. The population. So they have methods to deal with that new problem.
0: Methods? Carousel? Methods. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they can't. Carousel is all about you reach 30 and you die but it's a they kind of it's
1: a kind of carousel, ugh, you know I can't believe i it' the title of the book is something like that. If you just look up drew Magry on on Amazon or something like that you'll but that's 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 a good book he's a funny writer good writer yeah.
0: did you see that documentary on Kurzweil about uh the shit now i'm going to forget what it's called
1: God I could look at it about it's, like it's a about uh
0: the, not the simulation. What the fuck is it called? What, where we basically merge with computers? Uh,
1: oh, the, singu- the singularity. Singularity. Yeah,
0: because that's all about you know basically being able to computerize our bodies or inject little robots into our bloodstreams to fight cancers and stuff, I, I, which I, I believe will I will happen that's eventually. Like, I
1: think they're. Like experimenting with things like that, right? Nanotechnology.
0: Nanotech. That's it. And I definitely. I. I mean, I don't think we'll ever be able to live forever, but I think they're going to extend the. I don't know
1: if the average age. Want that. The post Okay, guys. Okay. The post That is a great book.
0: I'll check it out.
1: Um, he has a bunch of books that are really funny, but that's the one about living, living, and living, and living, and living.
0: Well, that's that whole vampire dilemma about living I mean, forever really, and not wanting look, to. Look, I don't know
1: what happens when you die because, you know, we don't know because nobody's gone and come back and said, hey, guys.
0: Watch the Timothy Leary uh, Ram Dass documentary.
1: I can't take Ram Dass. I can't. I can't take that whole. <laughs> that whole I'll watch it.
0: You should watch but it still.
1: I, I do think there's this is just what I believe and not believe. That's the wrong thing. This is what I like to think. Yeah. I like to think that there's like a whole other dimension of like incredible experiences where you're not hindered by the, the physical limitations of your body. Right. I could be 100% wrong. Maybe I, I yeah. and quite frankly, maybe I am, you know, I probably am, but I like thinking that because then I'm like, you know, cause maybe when I die, just everything goes black. For sure. But it makes my time here more enjoyable because I don't fear death. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, no, there's a whole thing about when you die, you still have brain activity, like electric brain activity for like 12 minutes or something. Maybe for
1: 12 minutes, I I can imagine. Maybe for those 12 minutes, I'm either going, oh, shit, it's all black. Or I'm going, oh, I I start imagining what the post... No, they say (laughs) it's
0: like a DMT trip where it's like those 12 minutes cuz DMT is lasts like 10 minutes but it feels like a year. Oh. They say that 12 minute brain activity you could live like so life lifetime, like, like lifetimes like in Inception. that 12 minutes. Yeah. Which is kind of cool.
1: Oh great. So maybe you maybe maybe both are true. Everything does go black but you but you first have 12 minutes which in the in the in the afterlife is actually You're, an it, entire lifetime. Yeah of experiencing whatever it is you thought was going to happen after you die because it's all just in in your imagination
0: well we'll find out when we die we sure will or we won't find out when we die
1: yeah i forget how we got i'm not afraid of i guess i'm saying like so that i don't feel like i want to live forever like the whole vampire thing like i wouldn't i would want a new experience yeah beyond this one
0: I don't mind the thought of not existing anymore and being dead. But what does scare me is the actual act of dying. I don't yeah. want it to, I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to bleed out and be like, oh, God, I'm fucking dying. I don't want to know I'm dying. I want oh, it whatever. to happen in my sleep.
1: But that's everybody wants that, right?
0: Yeah. It's the ideal, Isn't that how everybody wants The it? ideal way to go is in your sleep.
1: Yeah. That's not everybody...
0: Not pinned beneath your car going, fuck, so this is how it ends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's how this podcast (laughs) ends. Uh,
0: Thank you so much, Justine. Your book comes out?
1: Book comes out October 2nd. It's called uh, Fame, the Hijacking of Reality. Um, and Wait, and
0: the short comes out on the second and the as The well? short
1: comes out on the first. Oh my God, that's On Amazon great. Prime, uh, which is called Five Minutes, but it's actually nine and a half minutes, but it's five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's so G funny. Steve A.G. is in it and he's it's so hilarious. Funny. It's A.G. Sorry, A.G. No, everyone calls me that, though. I'm just, I'm just actual We're shit. We're internet friends, <laughs> though. Why, I'm actual shit. That's why I You're said it
0: like that. You are
1: actual shit. <laughs> And then what else? Then I got other stuff. If you go to JustineBateman.com, there's like links to all, all that stuff. But um, So
0: this will come out on Thursday. So great. next week for you listening.
1: Yeah, it's like Monday or Tuesday. Like hit it. Go Justin yeah. Bateman crazy and Steve A uh, G. A g Like A-G. James A g
0: the, the writer.
1: Steve AG Yeah,
0: like aging.
1: That's how I can remember it
0: and we can find you on the social networking
1: Oh yeah, if you want to if you want to argue and uh d- and insult please don't, me. don't don't do that. <laughs> no, or if you just or you know what I really appreciate is when people have um thoughtful intelligent comments about, you know, anything I've done, like the review if you go okay, so I have another short called Push that's on Amazon um, Prime. Um Man, I'll tell you the comments on there are so insightful and, and interesting and great. intellectual and great. and I'm just so grateful that people took the time to put that on there. So That's great. I know you guys are out there. Yeah. They're really intelligent, thoughtful people. Yeah. I love it. And you know, and if they say something it's like, I didn't like your project because XYZ and it's a and it's a good argument, yeah. I want to hear it. Fine. Yeah.
0: But what are your? What's your Instagram handle? Is it just oh, is it Justine un- Bateman.
1: Instagram's underscore ju- underscore Justine Bateman underscore, and then Twitter is just flat out Justine Bateman.
0: Tumblr.
1: Not even on there anymore. I mean Not even on there anymore. All right. Uh, but yeah, links. If you go to JustineBateman dot com, there are links to all lots of stuff.
0: There it is. Yeah. Well, we'll see you in the afterlife as well. Thanks, Justine. Bye. Bye.
1: It's a good show!